we are back. Great to be back into it with the Waterlad Season 3. It was cool to get away from it all for a little bit, but I did miss bringing you some of the stories of some of the biggest lads around, and I'm really pumped for Season 3, and just to see where we end up. But I'm also very grateful to have some very loyal sponsors recommit for Season 3. Firstly, Pure Sports CBD. I had so many messages last year from people saying how much this product helped their quality of life, especially people with sore joints. So I love getting messages like that. It really is cool to hear. And if you want to give it a try, head over to waterlad.com where you can find out all the information on how you can get 20% off. Also, Pomeroy's Coffee, they're continuing to support this podcast. And this season, they're offering listeners a special discount of 20% off any coffee or tea, and they have some unreal stuff on their website. So make sure you head over to wallad.com again, and all the information is on there how you can get 20% off. But thanks again for tuning in. Looking forward to Season 3. And if you enjoy this episode, please give it a share. It's very much appreciated. Righto, let's go. What a lad. So just like the start of every season, the first guest is no doubt the most important, just to set the tone for the year. And honestly, if I could choose one person on this whole entire planet, it would be this man who I have with me today. He's one of the biggest lads in the world. And on top of that, he's also had a very inspiring rugby story, which has seen him dominate for teams, including the Tasman Marco, the Crusaders, and now on the world stage where he belongs with the All Blacks. He is, of course, one of the greatest lads in the game. It is the great Ethan Blackadder, welcome, mate. Cheers, Jimbo. Nah, pleasure to be here, man, and it's um, exciting to be on the potty with you. Mate, so grateful to have you even come out to the studio, out to the shed. Mate, a man who I've had so many requests to get on. At least three messages a day, when is Ethan coming on? What are they thinking? <laughs> <laughs> but you're not even on social media, are you? So you stay well away from that. Any reason behind that? Yeah, I um, got rid of it a couple of years ago off Facebook and the Instagram. Yeah, um, yeah, wasted a bit too much time on all that, and I thought I'll pull trigger and get it out of my life. And yeah, um, yeah haven't looked back. Good, good decision. I feel. Yeah, you wouldn't look to go back in there. Uh, probably not. Nah, yeah. nah. Mm. I think I've I've done my dash on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, that's good stuff. But anyway, this year, what a year last year was for you. Such an incredible year for you personally. How do you look back on that year? Oh, it was unreal, really. Think, thinking back to the start of it, just like the uh, pre-season grind, mm-hmm. and then you set your goals early January of what you want to go out and achieve, and then you just sort of go from there and chip away at it and mm-hmm. have a lot of fun doing it. So, yeah, it was a heck of a year. I, I loved it. Mate, and a hell of a rise finishing with the All Black Tour. How, how was that one? Yeah, one of, the, one of the best tours I've been on. Heck of a lot of learnings and... A lot of fun too, on mm. and off the field, and yeah, to play international rugby was yeah something very special. So you came from Tasman, obviously, where you were out injured the year before, and to fast forward a year, um, you're now uh, established All Black. Um, must have been an unreal journey. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, thinking back to 2020 and getting through that knee injury, mm. and yeah, had a lot of fun doing that too. I, I enjoy the injury side of things, just the work you put in to get back to the, the ability to go and play. So yeah, heck of a heck of a fun journey and to get back out there and play mm. was yeah, makes it all worth it, eh? Your mindset around injuries, I love hearing that because so many guys aren't like that. They get so um, down when they get injured, but you genuinely enjoy it. And you had an opportunity last year to probably just stay down in Christchurch and um, do your own rehab, but you still came up to Tasman. You're filming all the trainings, helping out all the guys. So just a massive difference in your mindset. Yeah, that's right. Um, I had a have had a couple injuries over the years. Nothing like nothing that rules you out for sort of more than six months. So. Yeah, from the first one, I, I just got stuck into the the process of it. I, I enjoyed that. Mm. So the wee steps at a time, the um, improvements you slowly make, and yeah, I, I just loved it. Eh? Like mm. I genuinely enjoyed the whole injury process. And when you get back for your first game, it just you look back and go, I, I love that experience. So, how did you get that mindset? Because it's, it's so I feel like it's so unique and such a cool mindset to have, and one that could be so powerful for so many players. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, to be honest. I think just, 
yeah, I like working hard, and with injuries, you got to work hard, and mm-hmm. you got to put the time in, and you got to do a lot of listening to your physios and doctors, and just trusting mm. is a massive thing of that. But um, yeah, I don't think there's any secret ingredient. But yeah, if I'm not playing and I'm trying to fix myself to get playing, all my time's gone into that. Mm. And then obviously your All Black being called into the All Blacks, how did you find initially being named and then the week in the camp? Yeah, it was obviously a pretty um, yeah strange week actually. I yeah I was um, just at home with my flatmate. I knew the naming was that night, but I didn't I didn't want to watch it or anything. Did you think you're a chance? I had a couple of people in the week sort of saying good luck with it. Yeah, and I sort of it was a weird feeling because you just sort of like, shit, is this a possibility yeah. or what have you? But yeah, I didn't want to watch it. I was I was playing a bit of Xbox, <laughs> <laughs> and he. Um, yeah, he wanted to put it on. I just said, no, nah, I'm just going to watch. Yeah. I'm playing yeah. Call of Duty. So. <laughs> and then he, um, yeah, he had it on audio on his phone and, yeah, he heard my name and then that's how I found out. True. And then, and then yeah, the phone went berserk. Yeah. All the support messages and stuff. So, yeah. yeah, it was pretty unreal, to be fair. Crazy. And then going into the environment? Yeah, it was real cool, eh? Because didn't really, yeah, don't really know what to expect, you know? Mm. And um, once you get there, yeah all the staff and all the players that you've um, played against and then all of a sudden you're joining up as a team, mm. they're all very welcoming and, yeah, it was real cool, eh? Mm. Real cool experience. And you made your, made yourself welcome pretty quickly by breaking Bodie's nose. <laughs> Talk me through that one. <laughs> yeah, they, got, they actually got that wrong. It didn't actually happen at training. Oh, was it not? Nah, it happened in the Tonga game. Um, Bodie made a tackle. Oh, yeah. he, he got to his feet, and I come in from the side to um, have a crack at the ball. Oh, true. I got cleaned out, and my elbow <laughs> drove straight up his snout. <laughs> eh? Poor bugger. <laughs> and then it, um, yeah, and then it got said it was at training, and I'm hurting people, but <laughs> no, nah, happened at the game. <laughs> oh, that's classic. I when I heard it was at training, I was like, "Oh, that's classic, Doofy going going hard as he always does." Yeah, but, that's nah. the thing. No surprises. <laughs> yeah. There was yeah, there was several other incidents to that throughout yeah. the year. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is your mindset when you're training like that? Because you you do always give it give it everything, and is that just something you've always done? Yeah, you get told from time to time just sort of chill out and stuff. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I've been trying to work on that over the last couple of years and sometimes your natural instincts <laughs> take over. But, um, yeah, as they say, that classic sort of hundy at training. But, um, yeah, yeah I'm, 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 I'm putting some work into it to try and <laughs> dumb it down. <laughs> but, um, I think it's the thing sometimes, you get, for me, I've got to sort of go hard at something to get it right. I yeah. can't go through the motions and get it right but um then it comes into mental reps and mm. a bit of stuff away so you don't have to necessarily be uh burning gas when yeah. you don't need to yeah and your first test match against tonga yeah that was um pretty cool man so got to the got to the uh sheds and the team announcement and far out like i'm wearing the silver fern this weekend yeah and then um so i was off the bench that game and then you get the nod from shandy to come up and yeah so yeah well this is pretty exciting <laughs> and the hacker how are you oh not too bad yeah. I, I don't think i need to have, actually have a close review of that <laughs> do you get feedback on your hacker or anything or how, how did you learn it who who taught you or did you already know it you kind of knew it i actually uh jumped on youtube bull crap yeah <laughs> I, I jumped on youtube just to get the sequence right so it started off with uh, six slaps on the legs. Yeah. I knew that before you go up. Yeah. And then it goes two. Yeah, so I jumped on YouTube, oh, did my homework, and then, um, yeah, we just we did some practice and stuff because and, obviously there's the two huckers. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, a couple of times got a little bit mixed up between the two at oh, certain yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah. If the opportunity <laughs> comes again, I've got some work to do. <laughs> and where you're placed and who decides where you go? Is that a... Is that a call from someone higher above? Yeah, I don't know. It just sort of falls into place. Yeah. And then there'll be a few people at the back. And then if, if you don't get the back early, then you're in the middle in the, in the pyramid. <laughs> or Yeah. Yeah, I ended up a couple of times sort of four rows back. From, oh, yeah. Yeah. Far out. 
You're yeah, getting right, right up there. Hey? Yeah, Any great. aspirations to be right up the front? <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah, it's uh, pretty nerve-wracking. <laughs> but then the game, as soon as you got the call to go on, mate, instant impact. Yeah, yeah, the boys did a lot of damage against Tonga, so I just went on and just, yeah, just tried to focus on my role and just enjoy it. Yeah. First game in the black jersey. Yeah. Something like you dream, yeah, you literally dream of, so mm. yeah, it was very cool. And then a couple of big games against um, Aussie and South Africa, talk me through how those ones compared and what that was like. Yeah, yeah, I um, ended up playing against the Wallabies in Perth, mm. Um Artie got an early injury, so I was That's on right. in the first end of the first half, and yeah, that was a pretty cool atmosphere. And just to um, yeah get on top of them and get into our rhythm was yeah awesome, and we come out on top that game. But mm. yeah, definitely a step up from the Tonga game. Yeah, and then the uh, going into the African games, yeah, that's another level. Yeah, that was a real good introduction to <laughs> what international rugby is, pretty much. Yeah. And what was the difference? What what's the main difference for you? Just like where you gotta mentally be and physically where you need to get to to compete at that level. Yeah. That's a massive thing I um noticed with international rugby. Mm. It really is a different beast. Yeah. And um small things matter big time, mm. I noticed. And key keys for you, what around discipline or contact area, what's the real focuses that you found like, man, I've got to get up to speed here? Yeah, de- yeah, definitely the contact area. You don't want those big African lads getting roll-ons because mm. that suits their game. So, like learnings I took out of those games, you got to stop them where they are or drive them back. Mm. If they keep getting roll-ons, it's so tough to um, have a crack at the ball mm. or get into your D systems. Mm. But something you've always been very good at is that stopping people as they come. You've always had a really good mindset into the tackle. What is your mindset going in? Yeah, you got to. Um, it's something you always got to work on too. Like uh, a few years ago, I put a lot of effort into it um, back at Tasman, mm. and I was getting some good pay out of it. Just when I was reviewing games, just from the little um, technical things I was working on, and it's something you got to always. For me, I always got to keep doing it because if you just stop sharpening the tool, you just lose a little bit of edge. Mm. Yeah, so that, that was a big learning actually this year. Like you got to stay on top of the little things, and so you can um, be at your best in that area. Mm. And mindset wise, mindset for that stuff, you got to you got to want to do it. Eh? Mm. You got to love doing it, and you love it. Hey? Yeah, no, I, I do enjoy it and definitely love it. And does has the injuries ever put you off? I was talking to Liam Squire about this not that long ago, but I mean his mindset was pretty similar, and you guys were. You guys are pretty similar players, both very reckless regard for your body, but um, talked about his whole mindset going in, absolute no fear. You're the same. Do injuries come into play? Like once you've had a couple of injuries, do you start fearing for your body going into these tackles or has that never even come into your mind? Uh, no, nah, it doesn't come into mind really yeah. because I think if you were if you were worried about an injury, you're going to be you're gonna be half ass. I feel. Yeah. And it, it would be noticeable if it was like that, I, I think. Mm. So, yeah, I think build the body up, get it resilient, and yeah. then so you can... 100% you can, confidence. Yeah, confidence, mm. I reckon, it's crucial. And then going over to the UK, how did that style of rugby compare to those Africans and Australian sides? Yeah, it was quite a different style. Like, we um, we kicked off against Wales. Oh, sorry, they had the USA game, mm. and the boys um, put on a clinic there. Went into the Wales game and um, yeah, it was quite quite different, eh? Like, just probably the directness of play. Yeah, and they they like to hold the ball for long phases mm. and try and get on top of you and break you down. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, it definitely was different. And a couple of losses, obviously, to the back end of the year there with Ireland and France. How how did how did you feel the team handled those? Yeah, we. Um, yeah, went into the island game and that was a that was a pretty brutal contest. We yeah didn't come out on top in that game, mm. but took away some good stuff and she's a pretty good review, good honest review. Yeah, yeah, and it was um, obviously only a week to get a few things right for that France game. Mm. So quickly have a hard look at you, at the at yourselves and at the team, and then you move on, get ready for that French test and. Yeah, that was another pretty brutal one, eh? Mm. It was, um, I didn't play that game, I was watching, and yeah, they really um, took it to us, but there was a lot of good fight back, I feel. Yeah. Yeah, just the first half was damaging. Mm. 
And you must look back and be pretty proud of your season. You played a lot of good minutes, a lot of good footy for the All Blacks. What, how do you feel you went personally? Um, yeah, no, I re- yeah, really enjoyed the opportunities I got. Having great players around to help as well was massive. Mm. But um, yeah, I feel I took a good stepping stone of where I want to get to. But um, yeah, it, it never stops, you know. Yeah. It's a, I've ripped this page out. It's a clean page heading into... 2022, and yeah. that's what excites me. Mate, oh, oh, that excites everyone. What a year it's going to be, eh? <laughs> Yeah, so I'll look back in time, but um, I just love 2021. It was an awesome, enjoyable season of footy. So, yeah. yeah. Mate, before we get too far, I'm pretty keen to hear about how these big superstars grow up and what their life was like as a young fella. Um, obviously, your dad, All Black. Um, what, was, what was your childhood like? Yeah, right. Um, we'll start from the beginning. Uh, born in Rangura, just north of uh, Christchurch. Yeah. People call it Rangoon. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it's known. Um, I lived there till I was about yeah seven years old. Yeah, yeah. Just in um, yeah, not far from the city centre. Did uh, my schooling there for a bit, and um, Dad took up a job in Scotland. Yeah, playing for the uh, Edinburgh Gunners. So um, jetted off over there for one year. True. Yeah, so I lived in, lived in Edinburgh with my mum and my sister and, yeah. and dad. And um, I come back after a year and I went to Golden Bay. Oh, true. And I actually live with my grandparents there. And do you, did everyone else stay over there? Uh, I met, sorry, me and my sister come oh, back. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I didn't uh, stay over in Edinburgh. So Didn't enjoy it? or Yeah, I think so. I think, um, yeah. yeah, bit of homesickness and... Yeah. Um, wasn't much grass there, so <laughs> being an active person yeah, or yeah. kid at the time, yeah, you wanted to get outside, and it was just, yeah, different uh, world over there. Yeah. How did you find, like, going to school and stuff over there? I uh, don't have a lot of memories of it, but I have certain sort of memories. Yeah. It's like, yeah, massive buildings, um, a lot of flights of stairs. Yeah. But, yeah, that's – I don't remember too True. much. Yeah. All I remember is there was no grass at the school. <laughs> <laughs> Filthy, so you came home. And, um, yeah, I got lollies before every morning before I went to school. Oh, true. So that, was, that was a highlight. <laughs> running off, Who from? Oh, just the dairy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Running off high sugar. Yeah. Probably didn't help me. <laughs> so that must have been hard for your mum and dad to stay in Scotland and let you guys come back home, was it? Uh, yeah, I, I actually haven't asked that question, but um, yeah. yeah, all I knew was um, yeah, Dad was playing, and then he mm. didn't long after he went into coaching. Yeah, yeah, so um, yeah, I was back in NZ and just going to primary school and yeah. doing all that stuff. Mate, Collingwood, there's plenty of grass over there. How did you find living there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was awesome. I I went to Collingwood Area School for one year. Yeah, and um, lived with my grandparents. It, it was awesome, good time, and then uh. Back to Christchurch after a, after a year for just one more year in Christchurch. Had your parents moved back by then? No, so um, Dad was still over in Scotland. Oh yeah, and then I was in Christchurch at, at home there because Mum had come home. Oh okay, see. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, Dad, yeah, Dad took up a job at the Tasman Rugby Union, oh, so that's, that's when right. I uh, made the move moved to Nelson. Back. Oh, true. Oh, yeah. crazy, eh? Yeah. So and when your dad moved back, were you guys out in Collingwood? Uh, no, nah, nah. you were into, in town. Yeah, oh, yeah, and Nelson and Stoke there. So, And is that when you started going to Nelson College? Exactly that, yeah. Went to um, prep school from year seven and oh, yeah. Went, yeah, ended up going right through to year 13. One thing that everyone, like one thing I'm really interested to hear about is how you went from, because you didn't really play rugby, did you? you? You weren't really into it coming through the age grades. Yeah, yes and no. I, I played a little bit of junior footy. Yeah. Like um, I played my junior rugby for Stoke from under 12s to 13s. Mm. And then a little bit, a couple of games under 14s. Yeah. And then that, that was pretty much it from there until uh, seventh form, my last year at school. Mm. Yeah, I, I was into, I didn't enjoy my rugby. I had a lot of hobbies and I like getting it outdoors and stuff. Mm. And at the time, I didn't enjoy the game of rugby at all. Yeah, why was that? Is it anything to do with your old man playing and being a All Black captain, or is it any any real reason that you can put it down to why you weren't enjoying it? Yeah, like a li- little bit of pressure actually. Oh yeah, yeah definitely a little bit of pressure there. And um, yeah, I just I just had had to sort of get away from it. Yeah, yeah, and that was my my exit. Yeah. So um, is that people comparing you to your old man or saying, "Oh, you're going to be 
uh, All Black and all this sort of pressure, was it? Yeah, little things like that, like, um, yeah, little comments here and there mm-hmm. and stuff. I, I just couldn't deal with it at the time. Yeah. So because I couldn't do that, it's like, well, I'm not, I'm not starting involved in something I don't like. Yeah. So, yeah, I just I got away from it, and it yeah. was the best thing I did yeah. at, at the time. And what did you get into? I was into, yeah, a lot of, yeah, outdoors, a lot of meat harvesting and yeah. fishing and motorbiking, motocross yeah. and stuff like oh, that. true. Yeah, so I, I had heaps of hobbies that I loved doing, mm. so that was the main thing. And how did you go at school? School was, um, yeah, it was, I love Nelson College, eh? I couldn't speak more highly of it. Yeah. I, yeah, it was probably year eight to year 11 was a bit of a wake-up call. Always <laughs> a few detentions here and there and being disruptive in class and all that. I, I learned a lot at school and um, I'm thankful for what they put up with at times. Yeah. But, um, yeah, got to year 12 and 13 and started a lot of subjects you can do at uh, Nelson, mm. so a lot, I really enjoyed that, and um, probably put my head down at, at times. But mm. um, heck of a heck of a time at school. Did you do any other sports? You obviously weren't doing rugby. You weren't in the first fifteen. Did you do any other sports that you were playing? I was playing, yeah, cricket. Yeah, oh, yeah. so I actually really enjoyed my cricket. Oh, I played that right through school, actually. Oh yeah, every summer. How'd you go? Better bowler? Uh, better. I worked my way from sort of 11 to 10, got up to fourth, third, fourth batter at some stage towards the end there. And I used to do a bit of keeping. Oh, yeah. Mate, they need to get you in that black clash and get you out there, mate. I'd love to see you out there at number three or four. Oh, crikey. They, they can rip it in, some of those guys, those ex-black caps, eh? Yeah. Yeah, so. Oh, true. So cricket. But that was never, you were never really looking to go down that career, were you? Cricket. Nah, I just played it because I loved it at yeah, the time, eh? yeah. really enjoyed it. And that's pretty much what you've done with everything, right? You've only done the things that you love doing, and um, it was the same with rugby. Ex- yeah, exactly that, yeah. I, I just find it's hard to motivate myself if I don't like something. Yeah. Yeah, so that was uh, an easy influencer. So then how did the love for rugby come back? Um, yeah, right, so we... Got to year 13 at school and then um, a lot of my mates were playing sort of third 15 and stuff. Yeah. And um, I was oh, might as well go and have a game. And then just had a couple of games and, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Like, there's no pressure. Yeah, know? yeah. There was no pressure. You just go out and play with the lads. Mm. So I played uh, five or six games, I think, sort of half a season. Were you good? Uh, I, I can't really tell. Yeah. I yeah, I can't, I'd have to ask my mates, but <laughs> <laughs> nah, I just I was just enjoying. It. I was pretty small. Yeah, I um probably eighty five, dropping wet. Really, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah, not much to me back then. Um, yeah, so I just did that, and then out of school, once school had all finished up, I so a lot of those same friends were um were keen to play senior B's for Nelson. Yeah, yeah. So then we um. We cracked in into that same sort True. of friend group. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It sort of all skyrocketed from there, really. Crazy. So when did you start thinking, oh, I'm loving this so much that I might turn it into a profession? Or when did you think, man, I'm actually quite good at this? How did you go from playing in the B comp in Nelson to being an All Black? It's crazy, <laughs> mate. Um, yeah, I played that senior B year back yeah. in 2013 and just had an absolute ball on and off the field. We yeah. um yeah, we just played because we we loved it, and yeah. then we loved the um, beers after the game, and <laughs> we're in town every weekend. <laughs> Little Rock, it was back then. <laughs> oh, you would have caused some damage at Little Rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, that was yeah massive, and then the next year, oh, but uh, no, sorry, Nelson Bay's under 18s come in that season. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I played that, and we went to South Islands and stuff like that, and um, yeah, and then the next season rolled around, and I was oh, I'm going to have a crack at seniors. Mm. So then um, had a crack at seniors. I played about five, six games that year and got an injury, but I was uh, fortunate enough at the time. Tony Lewis, who old CEO of Tasman, yeah, he um, gave me a call and asked if I'd like to join the academy back then. And it, that's sort of the first sort of stepping point for me. So I joined the academy and the HP group, what it was back then. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, then I was sort of in the um, out-of-Tasman system. True. So that's when you started to think this could actually be a thing? Exactly that, yeah. yeah. That's when I thought, um, 
because I always loved the Marcos, even mm. though I wasn't um, playing at school. Marcos yeah. were the team. Yeah, I always used to watch them back in the boarding house. With yeah, Davy and all that, <laughs> all the legends. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty much that. Sort of got me on track, really. And then once you got in there, mate, like you've already sort of mentioned, once you're in, you're all in. So you you knuckled down and you had pretty um, quick growth, didn't you? Yeah, so um, joined 2014 and um, was in the academy for a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, had a few um, few niggles then, so I didn't actually get a lot of rugby in until mm. um, 2016, club season, and um, got a full year of footy in minimal injuries and um that was the first year i got called into the godfather andrew goodman oh. and uh rangy leon how did that conversation go yeah it was very very cool i'll never forget that one yeah it was one of the coolest moments eh? getting told you'll um be on a pudc for the season mm. yeah that was that was very cool and what was your debut like we went down to otago and I got on, I was come off the bench that game, and I got on sort of last 25 minutes. Yeah. And, yeah, that was that was awesome fun. Ripped in. Just, yeah, yeah, exactly, just <laughs> ripping and, yeah, putting the Tasman jersey on for the first time, you yeah. know, at all. Did you always feel confident you were up to that level? Like, because you had such a unique pathway, did you ever feel like you weren't going to be good enough? Or did you always were you always confident in your own ability? It's a great question, and the answer to that is no. Yeah, I, I actually a lot of, especially early on, did question: Am I am I good enough to yeah. be out here? Yeah. yeah, fully. Yeah, yeah, and that and that doesn't help with confidence either. Mm. If you've got your inner voice telling you you shouldn't be out here and stuff like that, yeah, it's quite hard to be confident. Yeah. So yeah, that that took a couple of um, couple of seasons to sort of shake that monkey off yeah. and just think that the coaches have picked you here mm. so it doesn't matter what everyone else or what you're saying to yourself you've got to back yourself and mm. um do it for them as well you know mm. and your ability to be a team man you win you've won marco man you've won the crusaders um man of the year whatever it is but mate your ability to be a team man off the field is so such a big part of especially the Tasman marco i'm i'm sure it is down at the crusader as well and hearing from the all black boys you've instantly made an impact in their environment as well so have you learnt that attitude to just always put the team first because i know you genuinely do um yeah it's always been a driver team first because the team's definitely bigger than the individual, so I think if you're if you're giving and doing the right things for the team, then um, it, yeah, it's just always a mindset: team first. And if you install that in yourself, it just comes out, I suppose. Mm. I mean, a lot of guys say it and they feel like they know it, but you literally live by that more than anyone I've seen. I mean, you're always doing the little things around a team environment. Like I said before, when you were injured. You come up and you're filming every day for the boys, or get, trying to help everyone out as much as you can. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I wouldn't even question not doing that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. It's just it's the lads and the team and the people around you and the teams why you do it. You know, mm. like the teams, unreal. Like it doesn't feel like work at all. Yeah. It's just a lot of fun and um, you're doing it with your mates. So I'm gonna just make the most of it and, and enjoy all the time I've got doing it. Really. Mm. And was your dad much of an influence on your rugby career through that sort of period? Um, no, not like, because early on I didn't play much rugby. Yeah. And then um, he's always been a great influencer for me as a fatherly figure, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and he's supported me from day dot. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, he's definitely helped me a lot, really, because he, he, um, he's played a lot of rugby and done a lot of coaching and he's been around so um yeah he's definitely helped me over the years for mm. sure so are you constantly in contact with him does he give you feedback on your game how does how does that relationship sort of work um we, we've sort of got the relationship we're just we're like good mates yeah even though he's my dad yeah yeah we're just real good mates and um we don't talk too much in depth about footy yeah and i think that it's probably that's, good. that's healthy yeah <laughs> but oh we we have all sorts of conversations and yeah talk about all sorts but yeah from time to time definitely would you ever like to be coached by him? No, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. No, I probably wouldn't. But I've been, years ago, I come and um, train with the Crusaders for a week when oh, he was still yeah. coaching. Oh, and yeah. That was fine. But How old were you then? Uh, it would have been 20. 
21. Oh, true. Yeah, oh, yeah back yeah, in yeah. Um, 2016. True. Yeah. So so going back to the Tasman Marco, uh, the 2019 year probably caps it off for you as one of the standout memories. You, you guys had a stacked loose forward trio. You guys worked really well together. What are your memories from that year? Yeah, that year will um, never leave the memory banks ever. Yeah. It was um, one of the best, most enjoyable experiences I've ever had in a team. Yeah. Yeah, we um we had an awesome bunch of lads and that's right through all the players, staff, everyone. And we um we just had a real good vision and a theme that we wanted to turn around after a couple of um years making finals and missing out. Mm. And um yeah, we, we cracked into it from round one and um yeah, we had a lot of quality players that definitely probably should have been higher honours, mm. but Thankfully, we had them for that year, and that was a massive um, help as well in terms of leadership and the way they played the game. But, um, yeah, we, we cracked in, had a lot of fun on and off the field. We had some absolute characters, <laughs> had a lot of laughs, and, um, yeah, overall, it was, yeah, one of the greatest. Mm. And winning the final was probably your first final that you'd won. Uh, what was that feeling like? Yeah, that was um, surreal. I'll never forget that one. I was um, on the sideline, just busted my shoulder the week before in the oh, semi true. against Auckland. So I was um, I sat out for that one, watched the boys put a lot of work in, and when Will Jordan got that uh, runaway off um, Nank's break yeah. and scored, that sort of near yeah pretty sealed it. Yeah, and then when that final whistle went, we all just charged on, went berserk. <laughs> it was. One of the best moments, eh? <laughs> and you always go pretty gonna do as well. So, what was the next few days like? That was a huge do. That was one of the biggest. <laughs> I remember that the start of it and the hangover forever. <laughs> so yeah, straight to the um, the walker that night, and then the next day we're back to where it happened on yeah. Trafalgar Park. Oh yeah, and then we're going thank the sponsors and the ladies in the kitchen <laughs> out at the uh, turf. And then uh, the Sands Bar. Oh, yeah. What day are we up to here? We're up to... Uh, day so, three. Yeah, day three, yeah, mm. was the Sands Bar. Yeah. And then roll through that night in early morning to the uh, golf day. <laughs> did you get along to the can of hole? I didn't actually make it to the can of hole <laughs> that day, that year, which I was pretty devastated about because that was a locked loose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good! And uh, obviously, even last year when um, you weren't playing, you were a big part of the non twenty three do. Um, you brought a lot of energy to that group, and uh, I think you were the MVP of that um, that, that piss up as well. <laughs> that was awesome, led by yourself. Awesome organisation, lawn bowls, and then uh, back to our awards night, non twenty three yeah. awards night. Yeah. And then uh, to the walker to watch the boys do the job, and mate, that was unbelievable as well. Great, that was so cool watching that final. Eh? Everyone was right in one, but that game was so intense. And mate, when when Davy got over that ball and got that turnover, the eruption at the walker was just next level. Eh? <laughs> Tables rattling, glasses <laughs> smashing, shirts off. It was gone. It was large. And then obviously when uh, Red got that off that Quinny won the ball in the air and yeah. Red got it off the back of the mall that was just we knew from there eh? Mate, so good such good times and even the next few days you were still as impressive as always <laughs> <laughs> that was up there for yeah it was a massive do and mm-hmm. we had a lot of fun and it just tops it always tops off all, like a fun year I think the yeah. uh, end of your season functions yeah it's always some good memories to be made eh? yeah but going back a little bit, um, we've sort of gone past your Crusaders, but um, your Crusaders debut and the first time you got called into the Crusaders, uh, what was that like? Did you have any other teams who were looking to get your signature as well? Uh, going back to the very start of that, um, no, there wasn't much, hadn't heard anything through the 2017 season with the Marco. Yeah. I um, got to where the final in Christchurch against Canterbury and come short. Yeah. Some of the story we're on to do. <laughs> <laughs> we're on a we're on a do at the turf on a Sunday thanking the sponsors and the ladies in the kitchen. And then um I actually got a phone call from Jace Ryan. Oh yeah. Yeah, so that that come through and um yeah, he told me, he said, um, we've picked you for the two thousand and eighteen Crusader Squad. Oh true. 
you know, I was I was over the moon. Eh? That was that was unbelievable. Yeah, and because you, you growing up, you would always been a Crusaders fan. That was always probably the team of your choice. Definitely, I used to watch the Crusaders from yeah back in the early days of school. Mm. Used to get up early mornings, watch them when they're in Africa. Yeah, yeah. I've always been a huge fan of the Crusaders, and to think I was into Christchurch was yeah awesome. It's cool that you've got to play for the all the teams that you've loved growing up: the Marco, the Crusaders, and the All Blacks. Yeah, that's right. Exactly that. Like you couldn't, I couldn't have scrapped it better. Really, mm. like my favourite teams. I've ended up <laughs> being fortunate to wear the jersey for, so yeah. it makes it that much more special. Eh? Yeah. And what was it like going in there? Obviously, when people go first make the Super Rugby squads, I guess they see a lot of guys who they're pretty starstruck about. But what was it like for you? Yeah, I was uh, I was pretty nervous to be fair. Mm. Yeah, definitely nervous on that day one. Um, flew down to Christchurch and they do the bit of a photo shoot and a lot of media and stuff. What what were you like with media and uh, photo shoots? Natural or how do you find it? Oh, at first I was yeah, definitely out of the comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. I knew what questions were coming, and yeah, it was just sort of yeah, pretty nervous. <laughs> <laughs> and the modelling, I could imagine you'd love being in front of the camera. <laughs> oh, not not so much. Hard to get a hard to get a grin out of me back then. <laughs> but all the boys, mate, would have made you feel welcome. Yeah, yeah. The Crusaders environment's very special, also. Yeah, welcome from day dot. That's the, all the players, staff as well. They mm. are a well-oiled machine, the Crusaders. And, yeah, it's a pleasure rocking up there every day to play the game. Mm. And what was your Crusaders debut like? Sunwolves, was it? That's exactly it. You've got your stats bang on. Hey, I remember it like it was yesterday. Oh, loved watching Big Ethan Blackett and run out there for his debut. <laughs> yeah, 2018, rainy night. Mm. Oh, yeah, I got the, um, the nod to... Uh, start actually yeah yeah that was very cool in the sixth jersey it was I remember from that night how yeah the game finished and then I thought yeah this is quite different to what I've played yeah I just noticed like everyone just had to just do their job eh? that's one thing I took out of that mm-hmm. game thinking back on it yeah just everyone just does their job and a lot of it unfolds off that but, did, you, um, did you almost find it easier than what you'd played previously or because it was just doing your role yeah possibly um Every game of footy is pretty tough, like, yeah, generally pretty sore after it. Yeah. But, yeah, I think in structure and stuff, definitely, because mm. um, there's a lot of good players around and they make you, they force you and get you to try and get you better. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was an awesome experience. You get your, get your number and stuff like that mm. for the pool room. <laughs> and you made an instant impact, obviously. You got, I think you won Rookie of the Year that year as well. Um, obviously, the Crusaders enjoyed having on their books. Yeah, yeah, I did um, pick up that that award. Um, fortunately, yeah, that was that was an awesome year to look back on, and you see the names on that trophy, and you think, mm. "Why should I be on here?" <laughs> <laughs> Definitely should, mate. And any other games or seasons that stand out for you in the your Crusaders career so far? Uh, de- yeah, definitely um, for me. Yeah, twenty twenty one, I um, strung some consistent games together and. We worked away and um, took out the Aotearoa comp. So, mm-hmm. yeah, probably fresh off that, definitely, mm-hmm. that last season. Because mm-hmm. the years before you were out with a few injuries too, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, a few few niggles and stuff like that. And that's not to say I didn't enjoy those, uh, that, those seasons. No, you love being injured. It was just like, um, yeah, the development and the learning. Yeah. That was the massive thing because uh, back then there was like, Jordan Tafur and Kieran Reid and Matt mm. Todd, you mm. know, all those high-level great players, and you can just sort of sponge and just watch what they do, observe. Mm. Crazy. So cool to hear how you've transitioned and so quickly as well. So um, then obviously a massive year last year, 2021, you get your call for the All Blacks, and now you're, now you're on your way. Yeah, it's crazy to yeah think how quickly in a season it can progress really, but mm. um just loving it. And your work rate was one thing that I've wanted to sort of mention because, mate, you you put in so much work in a in a game. You never stop. I've never seen you walk on a field. How how do you push yourself mentally to keep on going? Um, yeah, it's sort of it's probably natural for me. I've always um, I've always sort of done that. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it started from a young age. I used to do a lot of fitness and a lot of mountain biking when I was younger. Yeah. What's, de- what, were you, what were you doing your fitness for? Was it 
just to keep fit or yeah training for anything in particular it was a lot of it was actually the challenge yeah yeah to keep fit is one but the challenge i used to love mountain biking and yeah. i'd push myself real hard a couple of times a week with um a good old friend pete we used to go out all the time yeah and yeah i think a, a lot of it stemmed from that just fitness at a young age enjoyed enjoyed the grind and then i think that translated well for me going forward mm. Because that's sort of that's what I knew at the time, and I knew working hard helps. Yeah, mate, you look like you enjoy the grind. You look like you're enjoying it when you're hurting. Yeah, yeah, you gotta gotta put a smile on your face. <laughs> it, it's tough. Everyone's hurting. Yeah. So yeah, that it is. It's enjoyment. Are you the same when you're in the gym and stuff? When you're doing like a watt bike session, is that are you enjoying that? You enjoy pushing yourself mentally like that? Yeah, you do. It's always like a yeah, challenge, and you're doing it for the for the right reason, really. You're mm. trying to get better and get fitter, and yeah, it's all working towards the common goal. I feel. And when you've got a skill to work on, oh, this is what Goody's been telling me. If they give you a work on, mate, you're constantly working on it. I remember him mentioning about your pass out the back on a, a backdoor play. Um, probably weren't that good at it a couple of years ago. Now you're one of the best forwards at it, the tip or the out-the-back play, um, just constantly working on skills that you need to to get to that next level. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like it just th- That's what I'm very thankful for is the players and coaches I've had around me mm-hmm. that can just say, hey, just have a look at your ball out the back because I need you better. Yeah. And then straight away it just puts it, I put it on myself. Right, I got to get. I got to get this right for the team. Yeah, and then yeah, because there's a lot. Of, there's so many different details and variables in in the game of rugby. Yeah, so many different little skill sets. So yeah. just try and stay on top of them and get better is a constant. Mate, I love that. So, what's the next work on for you? Have you have you got any more work ons, or have you nailed them all? <laughs> nah, I'll never nail them all. <laughs> nah, constantly working on them. Yeah. But yeah, I, I break it down, have a good review at the end of the seasons, mm. and then um, look at a lot of things. One thing I have noticed is like a lot of things is like you got to try and be in the best body position all the time. Mm. You'll notice like tackle, ball carry, or what have you. If you're in the best body position, it can go a long way. So mm. yeah, just trying to look at shapes and how I can be way better in that sort of area. Oh, that's cool. That's exciting. Yeah, hey, you're going to be in all sorts of body position. <laughs> And then this year, you, uh, you've seen your Crusaders um, squad. What do you make of your squad for this season? Yeah, it's um, yeah pretty exciting, actually. I can't remember how many, four or five new um, debutants. Yeah. Pablo's come over from Argentina to join the team. Yeah, what do you think of that? Yeah, no, I um, bumped into him in the gym the other day and oh, had, a, had a good yarn to him. Yeah, yeah no, he's a, he's a nice bloke and... Um, He's excited, eh? Yeah, Mate, you two are going to be destructive out there together because he's a beast too. Yeah, I've um, seen him, seen him play a few games and played against them, and yeah, he goes real good. I yeah, true. How, how do you think he's going to fit into the Crusaders environment? I think he'll fit in absolutely fine. Eh? Yeah. I had a good yarn to him the other day, and he's yeah. he's nice, good nice rooster. dude, and and the boys will um, always be welcoming so mm. he'll, he'll be he'll be fine eh? mate and your backs obviously you've got all black galore in your back line so yeah we've got a, yeah there's a lot of class players and and all that but um yeah we'll get into our work like we always do and nothing's a given and we'll mm. we'll look forward to this season and what position do you see yourself playing this season or going forward even um, yeah, hard to say really. I've I've played most of my career at um, blindside at number six, yeah, and then um, a couple of games at seven, and then had one at eight, yeah. But um, yeah, it, it sort of it comes. It literally comes down to the coach because like you can you can want something, but if that doesn't fit the purpose of the team, then it's yeah, it's not really on the same page. Mm. So. Yeah, I'll literally play wherever I'm um, wanted. Yeah, but um, yeah, I've played most of my career at six, so that would that would be my preferred. But I don't actually mind. And going forward, any plans? Have you looked much further ahead than this year's Crusader season? Nah, no, nah, I never looked too too far ahead. I couldn't imagine you actually. <laughs> I've always got my goals for the year, and then um, yeah, yeah, I'm just worried, more worried about what's happening today later on with some uh, field running and yeah. what the week looks like for 
structure and balance. Yeah, mate. Yeah, short-term goals and focus on where your feet are for yeah. me. Love that. And what about post-footy? I mean, are you the same in that, with that area or are you, are you looking that far ahead? No, I haven't looked too far ahead. I've With my personal development and stuff, I I try, try and do different things. Um, I started off building when I left school. Oh, did you? I did that for three and a half years and um, – yeah, I'd like to think I'll finish that at some stage. Yeah. Yeah, not looking at that really at all. Mm. Is that something you would do, uh, build? Is that something you'd look to potentially pursue? Oh, it nah. depends how rough the carcass is. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd definitely have to work for a year to knock off the um, certificate. Yeah. Just to get practically signed off. So, mm. yeah, I'll when that stage comes, I'll look at it. But, um True. Yeah. Would you look to go down the coaching route like your old man? No, I wouldn't coach. Yeah. No, I've um, never really – I've got a lot of respect and um, whatnot for coaches, for what they do Mm. and stuff. It's um, pretty intense and, yeah, it can be full on just from my observations. Mm. And, no, I just like playing the game of rugby. I can't can't see myself um, coaching at all. Mate, that's crazy because, yeah, I know other guys are always coming to you for advice around – tackle technique and how to do things a little bit better so I feel like you'd be such a good coach naturally but it's interesting to hear that it just doesn't interest you yeah it's I don't know something would have to drastically change (laughs) (laughs) well you're still only young aren't you you're only 26 and um, your career is just sort of taking off now so um, mate you've got a lot of rugby ahead of you yeah no I hope so because um yeah I love playing it so I want to keep playing it you know yeah is your goal always to stay in New Zealand, or would you look to go overseas at some point? Um, yeah, I don't know. It depend on a lot of things, but um, at the moment, yeah, I love playing footy in New Zealand, and obviously with a bit of stuff overseas, with like a um, little bit of COVID and stuff, mm. yeah, I think it's no better country to be playing the game at the moment for mm. me. Fair enough. Anyway, as always, we've gone to our Instagram for some questions, and like I said at the start, I literally get three or four messages a day asking when Ethan Blackett is coming on. So the most requested guest of all time has come up with a heap of questions. First question, what's your best Bronco? Best Bronco was 4.32 last year. Wow, humming. Yeah, I was was gutted actually. I wanted 4.29. Did you? Uh, uh, Yeah, yeah, 4.29. Yeah. Will you do that this year maybe? Uh, I'll give it a crack, yeah. definitely. I might as well while I'm young. <laughs> I was um, I was side by side with Tom Christie, and he's a fit bloke. Is he? And he, he took off. He got 4.30 flat, oh, and he was just just, just in front of him. He just had that, what, extra gear, did he? Or, I reckon, Because yeah. I imagine you would just be grinding away from the start, would you? Just grinding through it. I always try and tell myself on the first rep, just keep it to 55 seconds. Yeah. It always ends up. 49, 48. <laughs> oh, so you gun it. Yeah, but it's not wise. <laughs> yeah, because you want to, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's no point saving yourself, but at the same time, it, it, being economical can definitely help. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. Um, how does he fend off all the women and play footy? <laughs> <laughs> I can only guess who's asked that question. It looks like a young kid, actually. Oh right. Mm. Oh no, I don't. I don't know the answer to that. Um, oh, I suppose I'm pretty uncontactable. I've got a fax <laughs> machine and only reached by a seagull or an owl. <laughs> so that probably answers that. And is that yeah. a reason why you got off social media? Just too many DMs from women. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nothing nah. to do with that. Not at all. <laughs> nah, but um, yeah. No, I'm just enjoying. Living life, and um, yeah, that's all there is to it, really. Fair enough. Um, is, is he going to follow his dad's footsteps and come to Edinburgh? Would yeah. you ever look to play in Edinburgh? Obviously, you hated it, and you got, <laughs> you're haunted from your childhood, probably. <laughs> well, at least I know they got grass at their training ground. <laughs> um, oh, it's um, a lot of people, a lot of lads in the um, All Blacks talked about how cool it was going to Scotland yeah. and Edinburgh, playing yeah. at uh, Murrayfield, so... I think it would be quite cool to um, check it out over there, but mm. it's too it's too unknown, really. Yeah. I'll, I'd like to see the place again, but <laughs> a lot of things would have to line up, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. Okay, 
Next one from your good mate, Mike Lash. What's your best off the mattress speed? What's that? That's <laughs> oh, good from him. Um, quick yarn, uh, back in 2017 in Nelson, Yeah, um, sound asleep, pretty hungover from the weekend, Monday morning, one in, yeah, one in the morning, I heard my truck start up. And I knew straight away someone was flogging it. Really? So a oh, bit delayed off the mattress. My mattress <laughs> speed was slow. And I ended up running out the driveway in my gruts and being a couple of metres away from someone in my ute driving away. Oh, wow. And ever since then, Lashy goes, mate, you're off the mattress speed. was terrible. You need to work on it. So the, <laughs> the very next day, they were timing me. I was practising. <laughs> <laughs> Just see if I could get better at it, but yeah, that's that's that yarn. That was, that was a funny morning. <laughs> what speed have you got it to? You must be pretty quick now. I think it was about because the door was shut. Yeah. So we tried it with the door open and the door <laughs> shut, and I think it was sort of two and a half, three seconds. Wow, that's what you got it to. My room was right, sort of by the main door. Yeah. But um, that's quick. Because what, what was it the day you reckon? It was too slow. My, I couldn't process it. I was half asleep. Heard the truck start. Mm. Probably a couple of seconds lying oh, there, yeah. and that was the difference Jeez. between me getting on the deck or not. <laughs> what would you have done if you caught the car? Well, that's the thing that was mentioned. I think I would have just sat on there and hoped they would have pulled over. Oh yeah, <laughs> but I was I was in my gruts like True. one in the morning. Jeez, probably better that you didn't get on. I imagine if they just floored it. I know, yeah, could have. You heard the tyres barking all the way down the street, so oh, they, wow. were, they were fast and flat out. True. Did you ever catch him or get the car back or anything? We got it back seven that morning. Did you? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, banded up, up uh, on top of um, Sublime Coffee up on the hill there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they just stole um, literally a cigarette lighter, and that was it. Just the where you put your plugs in. All oh, right, just ask for it, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would have definitely have given them that. <laughs> Moral of the story is don't leave your keys in your ignition at night time. Yeah, probably fair enough too. <laughs> oh, that is a great yarn. Okay, another one from Mike Lash. Uh, if it's anything like that last one, this will be good. Um, what was your morning ritual at the flat at Ledbury Road? Oh, he's got, oh yeah, he's got a few goodies, old Lash. Um, yeah, so every morning um, when we were flatting, I was living with Mike and yeah. Dave, David Eaglestaff and, uh, and Dylan – and every morning I'd be up pretty early to go to work and I got this real weird sort of yawn, so I'd wake up, have a big stretch and a yawn and then that'll that'll wake up to it every morning. And then I'd go in and crash and bang, chuckle my lunch in this chili bin. <laughs> Trying to put weight on back then, you see, so food was always high. And then I'd bang crash around, I'd start my ute up 15 minutes prior to leaving. Yeah. So this is 6.30 in the morning sort of thing. <laughs> so it's rattling away outside the boys' windows and they had shocking sleeps for a whole year. <laughs> Poor buggers. Wait, how loud was your yawn? Oh, <laughs> Give us one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's sort of like, oh, you know when you stretch and you just got to, you got to let it out. It's sort of like that, but it's exaggerated. <laughs> And the boys copped it. I still do it now. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> oh, it's just like a, oh, but a bit louder. <laughs> was it deliberate to wake them up or you just did not care? No, nah, it wasn't deliberate. That was yeah. just, yeah, yeah. I actually did it without noticing until they kept saying, <laughs> shut up. Oh, I love that. Great yarn. Okay. Why does he always wear um, a pad with strapping on your left arm every game and training? Uh, that come in, yeah, I got a bicep injury. We, um, round one, yeah, just got my arm caught between a couple of bodies and crushed my, oh, it's just like a big bone bruise. And every time you tackle at training or whatever, you just hit it and it blows up again. Oh, true. So I got a guard made and started wearing it. And then I took it off for one training and hurt it again. So ever since, Strapped yeah, it gets sore. So mm. I just leave it on. That's the uh, reason why. Mate, fair enough. Okay, next question. We've got heaps of questions like this. It's a bit of a thing going around on social media. One is, uh, is it true you created drafts by uppercutting a horse? Um, how did he lose his virginity before his dad? That one came in twice. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Is it true that when Chuck Norris needs your help, he has you on speed dial for backup? So there's heaps of, you're obviously a bit of a trend with that sort of thing at the moment. Where did that all start? I actually, I don't know. It's 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 bizarre. It's sort of, um, I don't see a lot of it. It's coming from um, social. Yeah. A few of my mates um, screenshot it when they see it and yeah. send it to oh, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I do see it that way. And I was I was baffled. I was like, "What is going on here?" <laughs> it's yeah, kind of yeah, very funny actually. But um, yeah, it sort of baffled me to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Eh? So when you see sort of stuff like that, does that make you think? Because if you went on back on social media now, your account would obviously completely blow up. You'd have a massive following, um, could create all sorts of opportunities down the track. But I know Conrad Smith did it as well, just not interested in it, not part of me, doesn't suit my um, personality and not get into it. Yeah, that, yeah, I think that's yeah, bang on what you said there. Um, I've got nothing against social media and all that. Yeah. It's, it's kind of them and nice of them to be saying that stuff or whatever. Mm. But um, yeah, it does... It just doesn't suit suit me, mm. and um, yeah, I find the funny side to it definitely. Yeah. I, I reckon it's yeah, it's pretty hilarious, but um, yeah, that's sort of that's yeah. me. I just I play the game for that. Yeah, and, and I um, guess I guess the whole point Jordan. that you're not on social media sort of adds to the whole mystique of your character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but offline, um, yeah, it suits me well actually. <laughs> Off the grid, okay. Um, uh, this one's from Max Hicks, um, your little understudy. Best ever do story. Best ever do story. That's a great one because there's so there's a lot of them, eh? Yeah. And it's hard to piece them all together. How does it compare through the levels? Obviously, you started with Nelson Club, um, then Tasman, like <laughs> Crusaders, and now the All Blacks. How does it is – is there a constant theme between them all or does it um, get a bit looser the lower you go? Um. They're all like a do's a do, yeah. But probably the lo- the looser do's I've had has been at Tasman, even more so than Nelson Club. We oh we have had some ah oh, sorry yeah I can't leave Nelson out there. We have had some crackers at Nelson <laughs> Club too <laughs> over the years. Yeah, I, that's well that's where I actually had my first do. Oh true, I could imagine Div two Nelson Club um, when you're playing for the love of the sport like that. Um, you'd yeah. have some pretty big occasions, I'd imagine. Yeah. Absolutely, like it was almost the start of a do every weekend. <laughs> you had too many do's. <laughs> yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll never forget the first do I ever went to with Nelson. Yeah. Because that was like, I was like, what? Does this happen on a regular? <laughs> How then, old were you? 19, 18. I been, yeah, yeah, about, yeah, exactly, mm. 19, 20. Yeah. Yeah, that was the first one I went to and ever from there, nothing but love for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really wraps the year off well. <laughs> and what about going up to the All Blacks? You might not have even had one yet, have you? Or how does it sort of work at that level? Um, yeah, we always yeah always have a few beers after like the last game as such, yeah. And because that's the year done, you wrap mm. it up accordingly, and yeah, socialise and stuff with the boys. You've been working hard before year, mm. but um, yeah, like this year we had to travel off pretty early, so yeah. there's not really much time to. We went home, you know, so yeah, it's yeah, not much yeah. time to sit down and um, all that. But, mm. um, yeah, definitely still enjoyed each other's company after the campaign finished. No doubt. Okay, next one. Are you worried about going prematurely grey? <laughs> um, I haven't got any greys yet. No. So, uh, ho- yeah, hopefully not. Yeah. But um, oh, I'm not, not scared of it. <laughs> it's going to happen at some stage. <laughs> Mate, that question should have been directed at me. Um <laughs> Talk us through your left footer drop goal. This was one of the great clips. Oh, yeah, we were just having a bit of a mini-team challenge at training. Yeah. And um, oh, I've kicked off both feet. I used to kick when I was younger, practice off my left Did and you? stuff. And One of those work-ons you were given, eh, and you just <laughs> went back and hammered it. <laughs> yeah, I just, um, yeah, I was like, I'll do something different. Yeah. Fake the right and just put on the left. Oh. It was only 20 metres out, so it's not that bloody spectacular. <laughs> Would you back yourself in a game to get in the pocket? Yeah, I've had a lash at club rugby. Have you? One. Yeah. Got it? Nah, I missed no. it. It was a, it was a worm burner. Oh. <laughs> we had advantage right out in front and I called for the ball and I just had a lash. <laughs> Way off. What about for the Crusaders this season? Would you fancy it? I think it would depend on the circumstances of the game and yeah. if you had advantage. Yeah. 
Possibly. With advantage, you would. Maybe, yeah, with advantage oh, and the right, <laughs> right, right part of the pattern. <laughs> Around where Mitch Hunt kicked his famous one. <laughs> 45 out. Oh, yeah, I'd have to hit it sweet. <laughs> but you'd prefer off your right foot. Right foot's your first choice. I, yeah, right's what I've always kicked with, and then I just practice heaps off my left. I yeah. used to, like, when I was about 10 or 11 or when it was, I used to just practice goal kicking and oh, yeah. kicking. So that was sort of why I did it, and then, um, yeah, just do it now and then. But yeah. I learned, I was kicking with um, Davy and Red over in um, Italy, yeah. and they were just doing their kicks, as you do as backs, yeah. and I was thumping them back, trying to hit the ball pretty well, <laughs> and then I pulled up a sore quad, eh? I was like, what's <laughs> going on? And I was like, I said to Davy, I was like, do you guys have to like prime your legs for kicking? He's like, yeah, we do it all the time. I was like, yeah, I can see why. I feel like I can't walk. <laughs> So, the yeah. scene of the kicking yeah, career. Kicking, yeah, is done. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Okay. Um, what is the best and worst part of being the best-looking man to ever play the game? Jeepers. I don't know about you that. you got a lot of fans, eh? a lot of women fans as well. <laughs> oh, jeepers. I don't know. I disagree. Yeah. <laughs> We got the same. We got a lot of these questions when Will Jordan came on as well. Very different um, comparisons. Obviously, Will's probably a bit more of the pretty boy, <laughs> but you, mate, the more ragged um, guy who chicks just love. Yeah, that, that baffles me to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next one. Um, what's the best brand of forklift? Oh, best forky. It'd have to be the Toyota. Uh, I can't remember the digits on the end of it. I uh, drove a Toyota at Farmlands on the Forky for a couple of years. Yeah. Just smooth as. Is it? Yeah, the actions are that good. Mate. And she'll go all day. Jeez, yeah. you, you should be an ambassador for the Toyota Forklift, <laughs> hey? Surely that's the dream sponsorship for you. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd happily do it, eh? <laughs> they, they work and they just keep going. So, nah, it was... Um, Suits you. <laughs> Yeah, no, I had a lot of fun on the Forky. Oh, no doubt. Okay. If you could pick a theme song for your life, what would it be? Wow, that's a great one. Oh, I like a lot of music. Cheapers. Mm. Um, oh, uh, maybe Tom Petty running down a dream. Oh, perhaps. wow. Um, or oh, I'm a Cowboy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, one of them, maybe. <laughs> but old squares, but. Couple of great options. Yeah. And what's your go to karaoke song? I know you've got quite a good voice as well. Oh, uh, go to karaoke. I got a heap of new music this year because yeah. I was on our music committee for a few oh, months. Oh, where? Oh, that's, so a, that's had to, a tough gig. Had to go reaching into the depths of what I could find. Yeah. Um, probably. Probably go an ABBA one, eh? I feel like okay. an ABBA remix yeah. goes good in most settings because you wow. get the older crowd that know it and then the remix with the younger. <laughs> yeah, ABBA remix for me. <laughs> I love it. Okay, this one. Uh, how did you get the nickname Doofy? This is a good one. I don't actually know this one. This one stemmed from back at boarding school at Nelson College. Yeah. Um, one of the lads at the time, his name was Chad. We're in the... You're just outside of the dorms one day. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you know what? You're like, you're Gollum, Smeagol, or Doofy. <laughs> like, for a nickname? And I was like, oh, yeah. And then they're like, no, nah, you're you're a Doofy. <laughs> and then it honestly went from there. So back in um, when I was 14 or 13. <laughs> oh, crazy. Yeah, that's how. It's crack up. <laughs> yeah, that's how it stems. So it's been around for with me for a while. Well, we, um, but. Have you changed your nickname to Scratcher, or is that what's where's this one come from? That, yeah, that's the probably the newest one I've got now. Yeah, and that'll um, I've got a yeah good friend Dan. He's um, from the North Island, and he always used to say to me like, "Oh, how you how you going, Shag Nasty?" <laughs> and like real funny ones like that, and all sorts of variations to that as well, which I won't mention. And then I just started saying, "You're right." Shag scratch to people, oh, yeah, and yeah. just yeah, just random words. And then I was saying it too much, and it I got the name for it. Oh, true. The All Blacks, you're calling guys scratch. Uh, oh, previous to that, oh, was it? Yeah, oh, so true. I used to call um, Scooter it, and oh, 
Quinny, all sorts oh, of lads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was just like, g'day, mate. That's yeah. what I used to say. <laughs> and then, bang, it's labelled. <laughs> now, you're a scratcher. Are you more commonly called scratcher or doofy? Uh, a big scratcher now. Scratcher, yeah, is that's it? the oh, most crazy. common one for me. Oh, interesting. Hey, the life of the nicknames. Okay, last question. All the episodes have ended with this one. So, um, best piece of advice Ethan Blackheader has for our listeners? Around, around rugby or anything, just, life, rugby, whatever you um, can you can choose. Yeah, I've probably said it a lot in here, but I think massive importance is just love and enjoy what you do. Yeah, and yeah, so you so like appreciate all the um the friends and your and your family because mm-hmm. they're the people that will um help you through the highs and the lows or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, always sort of um checking in for advice and. Yeah, just being being around good people, I think. And then, um, yeah, probably just be yourself and just short-term goal settings, I feel, go a long way. Yeah, so just never look too far ahead. Just focus on what's happening tomorrow and mm. now. Be, yeah. be in the moment, really, yeah. I, I feel. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much what I, I think. Mate, that's so powerful. I knew you'd have such good <laughs> advice. <laughs> you come up absolute trumps. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it's um, yeah, been lucky over the years to have a lot of good friends around me. I've learned a lot off, and yeah. um, yeah, I definitely take a lot of their stuff on board, or mm. I try to anyway. Mm. Well, you do, and that's uh, that's the difference. I mean, people can talk about all these things, but you actually live it and you do it straight away. So, mate, it's been awesome to tap into your mind over this last hour and get a feel for what it's like to be inside that mind of Ethan Blackadder. <laughs> Ah, thank you, man. No, it's um, it's been cool to jump on. It's been over a year since it was mentioned. And <laughs> yeah. Keep putting you off, but um, nah, it's been awesome to come out and catch up, mate. Yeah, mate. Well, compared to where you were a year ago to where you are now, even that growth in that time's been so massive. And looking forward to, mate, watching your growth over the next couple of years as well. Because, like we've talked about in this podcast, when you put your mind to something, you you just improve on it, and your growth is just so. Um, rapid that mate I'm so excited to see where you get to in your career and looking forward to following the journey because mate you are one of the biggest lads in the game so it's been awesome to have you on what a lad cool thanks mate heck of a lad and um, awesome to catch up so thank you very much you're a lad what a lad what a lad what a lad